Hello, everybody, and welcome to Industry Matters, powered by the VGM Group. I'm your host, Colin Brecker, and as always, thank you for joining us. We've got a really great episode today as we take a deeper look into the complex rehab technology world, and we'll be taking a look at some of the outcomes initiatives and the success that the U.S. Rehab Division of the VGM Group is having as far as identifying the value of putting patients and proper equipment the first time in order to prevent skin breakdown or further complications of their condition and ultimately hospitalizations in order to prevent higher health care costs. Today's presenting sponsor of Industry Matters is Permobile. Technology just keeps coming up with new ways to help us all lead healthier lives. And when it comes to reducing the risks associated with immobility for power wheelchair users, well, now there's an app for that too. Permobile Connect supports patient health and wheelchair maintenance, and even helps users optimize their function day-to-day, all through a tablet or smartphone. You can contact your Permobile rep today to learn more. We will start off today's episode sitting down with Greg Packer, who is president of U.S. Rehab, a division of the VGM Group, who serves complex rehab technology providers. Greg possesses a strong background in sales management and serves on various industry boards to make the CRT industry a better environment for the independent provider. Greg, welcome to Industry Matters. Hey, thanks a lot, Colin. It's great to be here. Outcomes is always a topic of discussion around healthcare as a whole. Um, but there's, it seems like there's an increasing demand on providers from various payer sources to demonstrate that value and the value of the services that they provide and the products that are being produced or provided to their patients. Uh, from 50,000 feet, what is driving the force behind payers needing this evidence for the value on the equipment that's being provided? I, we're moving into a performance-based uh, scenario when it comes to any kind of uh, health care. Uh, we have continuously strived for performance base in uh, the workforce. Uh, you look at production. You look at uh, how things are done so that you can become more efficient. Well, in the healthcare care sector, uh, they're starting to look at basically their production. So how many patients can I uh, deal with on a daily basis and not have to redeal with that same patient with the same reoccurrence down the road because I did a great job at what I did. I'm professional enough to understand what I need to perform. I have quality equipment that I'm uh, providing to the patient so that they don't have a failure in the equipment side of the world either. So we're looking at the amount of time that they can stay active Healthy Days is one of the uh, tools that's utilized. It's been utilized since in the 70s uh, by the uh, department uh, at uh, the healthcare department at the U.S. Census. So we're looking at healthy days. How many more healthy days can we give a patient on a yearly basis? It's important for people to realize that all headrests aren't created equal. And this equipment, the complex rehab equipment, is serving patients with specific conditions and having specific needs and that not all headrests are created equal and that, that the specialized equipment, just how important it is 
to preventing those hospitalizations or preventing further healthcare costs down the road. I, I know exactly where you're coming from, Colin. And when you say headrests are not uh, developed or uh, manufactured equally, you're absolutely correct. A headrest for someone who has capabilities of high trunk strength and high neck strength, a lower level uh, injury, uh, not a problem. Uh, you can go with a standard headrest on a captain's chair. They probably have some uh, pressure relieving capabilities. But when you delve into the high-end complex rehab scenario where you have a C3, C4 injury, uh, complete or incomplete, uh, they have no capability of potentially pressure relieving, and they need a high-end uh, headrest uh, to uh, keep their head square uh, and so they're not losing, maybe they're a sip and puff, so they're not losing posture and they can't reach their straw to even drive their chair or tilt their chair uh, to do the pressure relief. It is quite uh, uh, a different scenario, and that's partly a different uh, uh, animal in the system. That's where CMS has somewhat uh, had some flaws in the way that we have the system, and I can understand some of it, in that they don't want to have to create a new category for everything that comes in. But when you have a Whitmire headrest that costs uh, in excess of four to $800 and you have a standard headrest that costs $35 and they're in the same category, there is a little bit of disparity there. It's almost similar with cushions, with uh, laterals, with uh, leg rest, a lot of other things in the complex rehab marketplace that are truly uh, health care needed products, but yet are categorized in the same category and they need to be moved out because you will get the best outcomes with the best products in a lot of these categories. Uh, we don't need to overspend, but we do need to spend on those patients that require higher end needs. And when we spend those dollars, we get them in returns. So we're not cost shifting we're actually cost preventing. And that's exactly what an ATP with a good provider and good equipment will do. In thinking of it as an investment into the proper equipment the first time, rather than having to, to go out two to three times, driving higher healthcare costs, but you chimed into it earlier, it's, it's, getting as, it's gaining as much independence for that patient as possible whether they may not have as severe a condition where or they might be able to, to go to the, to the bathroom by themselves, they might be able to, to work a full day of work or all the way down to just being able to perform basic daily functions without needing assistance, further assistance, being able to do it by themselves. Um, and one way that U.S. Rehab has done that is by developing the functional mobility assessment or, or FMA to justify that need for proper complex rehab technology. Can you give our listeners a little background on how the FMA works and, and how providers are taking advantage of it? Perfect. I'd love to do that because I, I try to talk about it wherever I can, Colin. The FMA is the functional mobility assessment. It was developed by Dr. Mark Schmaler and a few of his colleagues. Uh, they um, worked on it to try to find something that would be a uniform uh, methodology to be able to collect data, to be able to show uh, where things were working and where things might be failing. 
Right now it's a survey and we utilize it as that. But in the future, once they start writing some uh, scholarly uh, documents on it and it's published in journals, then we can actually look at the research and see where it's at. Uh, Dr. Schmaler has done a really good job with uh, working with us and developing a UDS, a uniform data set for questions that we're asking uh, along with the FMA. The FMA has 10 questions, scores one through six on each question. Uh, minimum score is 10, maximum score is 60. And what we're finding is a properly trained ATP utilizing proper equipment with a proper uh, uh, certified and bonded company has higher FMA scores for patients in uh, our scenarios, which then shows that we are dropping the amount of falls, we are reducing the amount of readmittance, and we are reducing the amount of pressure sores. The, all three of those things are huge cost drivers in our system. So falls in 2015 were $50 billion worth of cost to our healthcare system, and 75% of that $50 billion was bore upon by Medicare and Medicaid. And those are the primary uh, funders for complex rehab. And so anytime we can reduce a fall, uh, uh, one out of 100 saves us dollars. In CRT, uh, there's a study out there that shows that falls uh, in a CRT world cost between 25 and 75,000. That's a pretty big number. But if you can prevent one fall out of 100, you'd save $25,000. That'll pay for potentially that headrest, that cushion, uh, maybe that seat elevator, whatever it takes to give that transferability and that functionality to that patient to stop those types of things. So I think we're moving in the right direction and we're seeing some great information. It, you're absolutely right that it pays huge dividends to do it right up front, get them in the proper seating position and in different components of a chair that they might need in order to prevent those astronomically higher healthcare costs on the back end. Yeah, and, and, and what we're seeing is hospitals, insurance companies, VAs, uh, our members are getting quite excited about the data that they see. We've been sharing it with the folks that have uh, participated. They, they really like to see it. They know that they can walk into their referral source and say, look, Here's what we saw before the patient was in their new product, and here's what we're seeing now that they're in their new product. Uh, we touch that patient five times in the first year, and then yearly, depending on the outcomes we had in the first year. So we're in time, uh, that's five times, so we have time five data. We're in time six data. So uh, we see some great uh, responses all the way through, and uh, the higher the FMA scores, the more probability that there's an ATP involved and that ATP is highly trained. Um, so those are good things. Yeah, we were. I was out with a, a member uh, just last week who's an ATP, and it's it's amazing how far they are willing to go. And it's it's certainly um, he is certainly not an exception. He is he's the rule of and the strong bond and relationship that they develop as they're as their disease state might progress or as they move on through life, if they've had that same patient for 10 years, they've seen them and as technology continues to advance that things get easier for them because of the amazing equipment and technological advances that they've had. It's a very special relationship that they develop. And you, you brought up another great point, Colin. Uh, 
in that the technological advancements and being able to give the patient what they need. Because if you can do those things, then you reduce the likelihood that the the deterioration of their uh, disease state will advance faster than what it typically would. If we put them in the wrong piece of equipment, the disease state can deteriorate faster, meaning that they're going to have less capacity in their lungs or less digestibility or maybe less bone density, and then they start having other problems. So that's really what we're trying to accomplish is getting the right piece of equipment, managing it properly, like some of the experiences we've had early on in uh, the FMA. Every ATP always has something that they, you know, comes back. You may think you have absolutely perfect uh, product on 100 people, and you've got that one person that you didn't see uh, what was actually going to happen. You don't have a crystal ball. You're not a uh, magician. So in that sense, uh, you have something that fails, potentially. We had a situation where someone uh, actually started to get a pressure sore. Well, we got to see it immediately when it was still just redness. And when we identified that, and we talked to the provider, and we talked to the therapist, they were able to reissue a different type of cushion that was much more favorable to the scenario, and I won't go into full scenario, but the modality was better, and that patient then prevented a wound that if that wound would have gotten to the potential of a, a stage two or a stage three, then we have a real problem. And you're talking about cost shifting. So, okay, we used all of the technology we had, but we got a wound. We just shifted costs into the hospital setting or into a rehab facility setting, and now they don't need their power chair because they're in a rehab or a hospital. They're confined to bed or they're trying to get that wound to heal. And that's what we're trying to prevent because those are healthy days. When that patient is healthy, we want them to be healthy. So we want those healthy days. You know, Greg, I think we could talk about about providers and, and, the, and FMA and the data, the importance of proper equipment the first time, uh, we will definitely want to touch base once the University of Pittsburgh, as you mentioned, uh, Dr. Mark, Mark Schmaler and his team and the, the work that they're doing to put this on paper and, and, and be able to share that not only with the industry, but Capitol Hill and, and payer sources to demonstrate that value. So we'll definitely uh, have to come back to that once that's out. Our listeners can learn more about the things that U.S. Rehab does for the complex rehab technology community at www.usrehab.com. There's tons of different resources out there and would definitely encourage you to check that out in order to learn more. Uh, Greg, really appreciate your time and thank you for coming on the show. Thanks, Colin. Great to be here. That will wrap up today's episode of Industry Matters. Hopefully you enjoyed our sit-down with president of U.S. Rehab, Greg Packer, to discuss outcomes in the complex rehab technology world. Be sure and join us next week when we will sit down with one of the VGM Heartland Conference keynote speakers, John DeJulius, what good customer service looks like in what he calls the customer service revolution. It is a great intro to what he will be speaking about at the VGM Heartland Conference, which is coming up June 19th through the 21st. So definitely encourage you to check out vgmheartland.com to learn more. It's not too late to sign up. Would definitely love to have you visit Waterloo and 
and would love for any of our listeners to attend. That will do it for this week's episode. I'm your host, Colin Brecker, and as always, thanks for joining us and have a great week.